Canadian and Black family. So dot here. Well, I haven't linked my Facebook to any of my rants from the Blacks lately, so I decided to do this one. And uh, couldn't really do what I wanted to do out in the yard today. I'm glad I got the yard cut on Sunday. I had some uh, two new security cameras that I wanted to put up. But I remember clearly what my doll told me not to do and get on that ladder when there's nobody else out there to hold it. You know, because I, uh, I fell off the ladder in March. That shit, it really uh, shook me up too because I hit my head kind of hard. Tried to keep it from Juanita. Uh, she had saw that my left shoulder, upper shoulder, was bruised from when I hit the wall. It was real embarrassing. But she always told me, don't never be embarrassed around her. And I didn't. I'm going to roll me a blunt while I just let was weighing on my mind just flow all right so no this isn't one of those podcasts with the big production you know piggy bank and glitz and glamour i'm just a nigga that was told to voice out things that bother me because for a long time I held everything in. I mean, everything. You know, how, how my uncle double, double crossed me. To things that were said about my daughter. That I was robbed out of helping to raise, but she's grown now. She doesn't need me. Little bitch probably never even wanted me. She was so nasty to me on the phone. Fuck that baby bitch. Some of y'all might think, oh, that's cold shit. But y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Her mother is a bed witch. A bitch. A highly not real attractive and shit in the face. The only thing she had was some good pussy. That's it. Bitch couldn't even cook. My auntie's caseworker came over today. And you know, when, when my auntie, she gets fed up. She starts cussing people out. And since my black ass wasn't nowhere to be found, she let loose on the next best person, her sister, my Auntie Angie. 
And I feel so bad for Angie because, I mean, she's doing everything just so Darlene would never have to worry about anything. Nobody goes to a nursing home in this family. We didn't put my grandfather in one. We didn't put my grandmother in one, and I'm not putting either of my aunts in one. I'd rather eat cat shit with a knitting needle than to put any of my family in a goddamn assisted living facility where I know they're not going to be treated right. Staff don't even treat the white patients right. So what I look like and shit putting both my aunts up in there. This is their home. Each of us was left with 33% of this house. Nothing for that uncle. Though by state law, my grandmother had to leave him a minimum of one dollar. And I'm going to mail him that dollar all in pennies. Maybe that'll be his Christmas present. My daughter is starting to make these sandwiches and people highly interested in them. That's what's up. The girl is a jack of all trades. She can do hair good. She makes uh, that spaghetti she made. That, that shit was on off, off the chain. I like that. And now she makes these uh, breakfast sandwiches. But she says she can make it without the cheese and the egg and stuff. She know I don't eat that. <coughs> I'm at to stop sleeping with the air conditioner. Because I think it's starting to catch a cold. I'm hoping not, but hold on, let me go ahead and get a cough drop from over on Mimi's side of the room. I'm still having trouble going over on her side of the room. It just makes me miss her a whole hell of a lot. I'm smelling her perfumes and everything over there. I'll keep talking. You know, I walk slow, so... Somebody told me that I should uh, start back to woodworking. I don't know who that is. You gotta wait a minute. I'm looking for cough drops. Got it. Could bring two or three on over there. I take a bit of drill that's starting to dry out my nose. I've been blowing my nose all damn day that is sore. 
me see what this is. It's Brother Antonio. Hold on a second. Pop this uh TikTok in my mouth. Now I mean it's a cough drop. <laughs> I ain't even smoke no weed today, man. This is my first blunt. Probably be my only one because got used to not smoking that much, you know. Um, nobody on the tube, so I decided to do this rant in the black. Go ahead and upload it to Juanita and my different uh, anchor channels. They're both gaining in traction of listeners and stuff, and that's cool. I don't ask for any donations, or and I don't charge for a subscription because... I'm just a maneuver of information. When I get back to flying my drone, then I'll be the flying content creator. My daughter and the grandbaby want to come out with me when uh, we go and look at the foliage changing colors. They want to see what it looks like at 400 feet like Juanita did. She bragged about it to him so much. Now they want to see it. That's cool. I'm going to go out to a place where I know trees just go for as far as I can see. And then being 400 feet up, I can do a 360 turn real slow so everybody can enjoy what they see on the screen, you know. I aim to be a very good drone pilot. Needy used to big up me because I like to land it myself, you know. I don't always hit the return to home where it comes back to you and then it lands by itself. I wanted to learn how to land it just as smooth as the artificial intelligence and I've mastered that I haven't turned over any well the first drone that toy drone it flipped over on me one time when landing it bounced and it flipped over but the uh, the unique quadcopter the H the one Nini calls a spider and then the, the evil two they're both heavier than that toy drone. And, uh, you know, when they hit the ground, they don't flip over. They don't bounce or nothing. So landing those are it's really kind of easy. But I want to learn how to do all my maneuvers and stuff. I don't want to have to 
depend on, you know, return to home button and shit like that. If I take it out four miles, I'm going to bring it back under my own control. And only if I need to do something. Hold on a second. Take me a couple Benadryls. I see Angie's got her radio on. How still doesn't resemble. I did in the late 70s, early 80s. When all my immediate family was still here. I guess she's getting the environment to her liking. Because I voice the same thing that I just said to her and she understands what I'm talking about. She agrees that after my mother and my grandfather passed, it's just a dying family. And I just, I don't know, a lot of things just roll through my head and I got to manifest that things are going to get better. But I used to have such a negative outlook on everything because I haven't had anything positive really happen to me until I met Juanita. And I know that woman loved me. She made me love my dark hue. Whereas that Jewish teacher made me hate it. Lily, did you just fart? I, I know it's not a little bit. She's in her bed right here. That was your ass. Nasty little duck. See, she... I'm going to have to stop buying you them pepperonis and stuff because they, they doing that to you. Uh, now I got to turn the fan on. Hey, little bit. How you doing? Oh, hey. How you doing? Come to see what's up, Papa. Huh? Oh, big yawn. Big yawn. Yeah, I saw you down there sleep, snoring up a storm. She snores loud, boy. Lily doesn't really snore that loud, but this one, she snores loud. It's funny, too. 
At least I know she's getting good rest. And then she's getting adequate, you know, exercise because she has a whole backyard. Oh, another big yawn. Oh, that's a big yawn. Oh, yeah. Just waking up, huh? Then you want to occupy Papa's lap. That's all right. You're welcome to stay here. I'm just doing my little rant in the black, you know. You want to do a, you want to do a, oh, another big yawn. You still sleepy, sweetheart? What's the matter? Oh, she just wants to lay on her back in my lap. Boy, and here comes up. Girl, don't even come over here. You already know you're not even a lap dog. She's doing her little army crawl. Still have got y'all some treats. So, yeah. I know, I know. Hold on. Ego. Ego. I already know you want to eat yours in your bed. There you go. All right. These are called dream bones. A healthy alternative to rawhide. They're called twist. Wrapped with chick chicken. Oh, okay. Made with real chicken. Are you gonna suck on it or you gonna eat it, Lily? I think it would be better if I just find my brother last more's content and uh think I'll stream that. All right, black family, be safe out there. What up, black family? Sadat here. Yeah, Professor Black Truth here. It was all keyed up. Where the fuck did it go? Bear with me. I'm going to go to this channel. Hold on a second. Sam. Yeah, I got to go to this channel. Damn, did he just take it off? Okay, here we go. Family and fellow soldiers, I'm the professor, and this is the moment of truth. Florida is clan country, a 
a hotbed of anti-black racism, and the enemy has been particularly active in Jacksonville lately. There was a mass murder there last month, and now this. Jacksonville police stop a black man, allegedly for a seatbelt violation, but of course, that was just a pretense to carry out one of their not-so-random acts of violence. They chased this motorist down and chased him, and then handcuffed him, and that was when they decided to start beating him after he was handcuffed. They didn't start beating him until after they had him in cuffs, and he was beaten so badly his eyes were swollen shut, and he has a lacerated kidney. But of course, the sheriff's already saying it was justified. As far as they're concerned, good. You went ahead and brutalized some black person. That's just good police work. Now, normally the police say that they need several months to examine any act of police brutality. A thorough investigation takes months and months and months, oftentimes years. But in this case, the police of Florida, they were able to call this one justified instantaneously. No investigation required. But this is far worse than the authorities simply acting as a rubber stamp for this targeted anti-black violence. This is the state directing and encouraging. Just like last month's mass murder in Jacksonville, Ron DeSantis also inspired this latest act of anti-black violence. He's been pushing and promoting this. When you see him going overboard to brag that there won't be any legal penalties for police brutality and misconduct, he's back in the badge. He does that specifically to send the message that he wants police to target black people to be brutalized or killed. I would love to say that he doesn't need to say it directly, but the truth of the matter is, he has so many closed-door chats with the police, for all we know, he probably has told them directly to do it. The white media has learned that dirtying up the black victims isn't as effective as it used to be, but in this case, they're protecting the assailants, both their identities and the crimes they've committed in the past. There were a number of gun-toting, badge-holding thugs who attacked Lakean Woods, but four in particular deserve our special attention. Now, three of them are Hunter Sullivan, Robert Bias, and Bo Daigle. Hunter Sullivan has at least five incidents in his police file, including unnecessary force. One of those incidents involved him and his father, Dennis Sullivan, who not surprisingly is also a thug with a badge. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. In 2019, those two were caught on video in an incident where both of them took part in beating a black woman outside of a downtown Jacksonville bar. The prosecutors, of course, refused to prosecute. Hunter Sullivan was given a mere slap on the wrist two weeks suspension and then back to the job as if nothing had happened because in truth nothing had robert bias has nine incidents in his police file with at least five of them being citizens complaints two of them were found to be legitimate jacksonville sheriff's office so that it was pretty bad that they had no choice but say okay he did it in 2015 bias and another officer beat a woman during a traffic stop for refusing to give them her id of course, no charges were filed in that violent incident either. And that brings us to Bo B.P. Daigle. Now, the white media article that I'm quoting from, they claim that they had looked and they couldn't find any citizen complaints on him. They say he has no citizen complaints. But of course, this is the white media and these racists are not just liars, they're incompetent. Because I did just five minutes of digging and I very quickly found that Bo Daigle not only has a citizen complaint against him, but that he killed someone in 2017. Bicyclist is down, a JSO officer is off the street. This is a follow-up story to breaking news we told you about last night at 11. And police tell us it's the result of an officer-involved bicycle crash last night that happened near the intersection of Moncrief Road in Sycamore Street. Police say the officer was dispatched on a low-priority call.
So he did not have his emergency lights on. Just north of the Moncrief and Sycamore intersection, the Blood Police Tape and Memorial My brother died to speak that day. are all reminders of what happened just one day ago. I didn't believe really tell my mother yet because she's sick. I'm scared she have a heart attack. Police tell us Richard's brother was heading south here on Moncrief Road. At the same time, Officer B.P. Dagle was nearby responding to a low-priority call, his emergency lights off. Police say the bicycle swerved left, then right, as the front corner of the officer's car struck and killed the bicyclist. That bicyclist had no reflective clothing or lights. Police say witnesses told them Daigle didn't appear to be speeding. I said, well, how fast do you think he was going? Richard says he heard something else. They say about 60, 65 miles an hour. Now, the damage on the side of his car, at 35 miles an hour, it doesn't match up, buddy. I'm just asking for the truth to come out. That's all I'm asking for. Now, you have a case where this violent punk didn't have his police cruiser lights on or his sirens, and it was a low-priority call, and yet he was moving at such a high rate of speed that he ran over and killed a black cyclist, 57-year-old Derek Wolfright. So no, Bo B.P. Daigle does have a citizen's complaint against him after all, and he killed someone. See, if you let the white media tell it, you'll be completely in the dark about these red soldiers. You'll think, oh, well, the white media says this guy doesn't have any complaints, so that must mean he's clean. No. This is just the standard line that the white media always uses whenever there's some thug with a badge who attacks or kills a black person. The white media always starts off with the lie that, well, we looked and their service record shows that they don't have any citizen complaints. They do that every single time. And every time we find out that it's a lie. So you have a number of assaults and at least one fatality that we know of for these violent subhumans who attacked Rakean Woods. They have numerous disciplinary complaints, but none of them is prosecuted or even fired. All of these guys, even after they kill people, oh, they're still just allowed to remain on the loose. They just keep showing up in the news, and always for bad reasons, but that's <coughs> never a problem. No need to prosecute, no need to fire them, no need to do anything. Just like the police refuse to terminate their employment, not because there's no evidence, but because the police are a domestic terrorist organization. They're a criminal enterprise and nothing else. And that brings us to Josu Gariga. By the way, I don't care how his name is pronounced, so spare me. This guy's a real piece of work. I and Tariq and others have been posting about this guy on Twitter, letting people know what the hell is up with this guy. He's another Jacksonville cop who keeps showing up in the news for all the wrong reasons. In 2019, he made national headlines when he killed a black student who he had stopped for a seatbelt violation. Same rationale that was used when the police attacked Lakeian Woods. And just to show what a reprobate this Gariga character is, there was an additional scandal when it was discovered that Gariga was part of an online chat group of crooked cops. And when someone mentioned that Gariga's victim, Jamie Johnson, was being honored during an NFL ceremony, Gariga lost his mind and showed that he's a tether through and through. He posted a message saying, why are they recognizing that clown? And then he posted a follow-up message saying, goes to show no matter how wrong they are, they still will be recognized just because they are black. This guy is supposed to be black himself, or at least you would think he is. He draws a distinction, though, between himself and black people. He sounds and uses words no different than any other alt-right troll on the internet. No matter how wrong they are they will still be recognized because they are black.
So he doesn't consider himself black. This is how he talks about a man who he murdered in cold blood. He makes it clear, well, it's because they're black. They're black. Yeah, he's not. This is who murdered Jamie Johnson. I know there's a lot of immigrants who listen to me and they probably bristle when they hear this kind of talk, but you need to understand. This is why I and others of the new voices of black media go so hard on these tethers. This is the reason why. This is why we tell the harsh realities of what immigration means for black Americans in the U.S. Instead of complaining at myself and others and saying, why do you have to say that, you divisive? No, you need to be talking to your buddy, Joe Zugariga, and tell him that the murders he commits and the assaults he takes part in, that's what's divisive. Even after this confession came to light, the authorities still didn't do anything to this creep. And to think the bastard actually had the nerve to wonder why the NFL was honoring his victim. It's because decent people recognize that Gariga is total trash, just like Sullivan, Daigle, and Bias. The public recognizes that these are the bad guys, and they won't honor evil. Of course, you won't be surprised at all to learn that this Gariga creep was also involved in another fatal police shooting in 2015. Now, if something happens once, it's a phenomenon. If it happens twice, it's a coincidence. But when it happens three times, then you got a pattern of behavior. The average police officer in the U.S. only pulls their weapon twice in their entire careers. And on average, they may only use it once in their entire career. This clown has been involved in numerous violent incidents, fatal incidents. At some point, common sense is supposed to kick in, and you're supposed to say the common denominator here is him. But he's not alone. His pals also have incidents in their police records, too, as I've told you. Between them, there's at least three dead people and a huge number of assaults. What do they all have in common? The people these criminals have attacked and killed have all been black. And then you have animals like racist Ron DeSantis saying that he wants to use his powers as governor to remove prosecutors for being soft on crime. All these woke prosecutors who refuse to bring charges against criminals, they gotta go, DeSantis says. Well, you have four of them here who prosecutors refuse to touch. And DeSantis isn't saying a word because it's not about crime, it's about race. These criminals are allowed to remain on the loose because this is the kind of racial violence that the white supremacists in Florida want. They can violate the law all day long just so long as they're doing it against black people. Now, what happened to McKeon Woods is very much like what happened to Tyree Nichols and Jamie Johnson, except in this case, Woods wasn't killed. The animals who attacked him have been killing black citizens for several years now. Even though they're guilty as hell, nothing's being done about them. You have what they call pattern and practice in law enforcement, and when it comes to the racists in Florida, they're being allowed to carry out these murders and assaults with impunity. This is state-sponsored terrorism. I will, of course, watch and see what Mr. Woods and his family have to say about this. We can call out the evil that these white supremacists and their tether lap dogs do without going too far to stick up for people who may not understand the severity of the situation that they're in. But I've long said the police are nothing more than a taxpayer-funded street gang, and they have to be regarded that way and treated that way. They understand the purpose that they serve in this society, to maintain the racial order through the use of violence. But of course, in order to make sure that these state terrorists don't hesitate to carry out their acts of murder and assault, the authorities have to make it clear they won't be punished. Black people must be proactive in protecting ourselves. And we must also support those who defend themselves from police violence, like Kenneth Walker, 
who protected himself from a violent home invasion carried out by police thugs who used a fraudulent warrant and then murdered Breonna Taylor. Black people are under no obligation to be targets of violence or just sit back and hope that we won't be the next victim. These are not police, these are criminals. And the politicians who encourage them are accessories to their crimes. The criminals declaring themselves innocent of wrongdoing, that's not justice, and society doesn't accept it either. Serial killers and career criminals on the loose are not law enforcement. They are a plague on society. And when a deadly pathogen is on the loose, it behooves us all to protect ourselves and one another. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Bo Eldridge McLean, Jeffrey Williams, Sean, Gordon Gates, and Radia Bay. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. Family and fellow soldiers, Economic predictors show that we are in for one of the largest recessions in our generation and in multiple generations of our history. This will be worse, according to some, than the Great Depression of the 1930s, and it's best that everybody begins to realize that this is the path that our government has taken for us. The prime uh, rate right now stands at 8.5%, and I want you to remember that this is the highest that it's been since 2001. It never exceeded 10% since the 1980s, and loans that are set at prime plus a premium are really in for trouble. From 2008 to 2022, the prime was around 3.5%, so you can see how much of a difference that was from where we're at today. Now, the record high was back in the 1980s, and that high was in a cycle that they expect to be repeated right now, and that will be an accession of around 20%. Now, in the UK, they're saying that this was definitely not an act of terror or sabotage. What I have to talk to you about next makes you think what really happened. There was a large explosion, and the official report was that biogas was ignited due to a lightning strike at a waste facility in Yarnton, England. They say this was causing a large explosion that was seen as far away as Oxford. And in their official story, a lightning strike at a recycling plant caused a Enormous gas explosion, a fireball into the sky, and a fire that raged on for hours and hours afterwards. It caused multiple power outages, and eyewitnesses reported hearing a large bang following, uh, followed by a fireball that lit up the sky. But here's the catch. Others on social media say that at the time of the explosion, there was no storm. And in fact, they say the explosion was preceded by a sort of train sound going through the sky. The video showing the glowing fireball in the sky's light shows a pretty much cloudless environment from the looks of it. Video and images that were shared on social media show a pyramid of flames on the horizon inside of a yellow, orange, mushroom-like shape. Another witness told the Oxford Mail that they saw a strange pulsing sky out of their windows. Some other report, uh, others reported that there was strange things happening in the sky. Now, what I want you to remember is that we have acts of infrastructural sabotage taking place all across Europe. We have the Ukrainian government and members of NATO sending their operatives inside of Russia, and they're taking out parts of their infrastructure, like their railways. They're taking parts of their uh, electricity infrastructure out. We have to assume 
that some of Russia's operatives will, in what's called a soft target attack, go after these infrastructural areas of other countries. Now, if you have any idea what the CIA put together back in the 1900s, what they developed was a plan that was going to be a war preceded by multiple soft target attacks. Not so much the assassinations of movies or the larger events that would drive a world without a rule of law. Instead, these attacks would slowly and methodically hit at everyday life of the people. It would cause general upsets and uh, chaos inside of society. And if you take a step back and you start to see what we are experiencing right now, I would say that many societies around our planet have that general chaos and a never-ending crisis event. Ukraine is getting bad, and I want to remind you that Raytheon just confirmed a deal that will supply ammunition to that country, not just for the duration of the war, but for the next five years. A spokesperson added that new upgraded missiles will be available to the Ukrainian military within a couple of months to years following a $1.15 billion award to Raytheon. This includes multiple orders to that country. And Ferraro claimed that the older generation of AMRAMs shipped to the country have achieved a 90% success rate against their targets. A spokesperson for the military-industrial complex told Breaking Defense that the U.S.-focused D3 variant will be expected to be flying by the end of the year. They also say that they have reached a critical milestone and functional configuration and auditing in the country uh, in the company shows them pushing forward with a massive amount of weapons building that will lead us into this next stage of this conflict. Now they're blaming it on high demand and they say this will keep the advanced medium range air-to-air -air missiles or the AMRAMs in production at its max capacity for years to come. They say this is necessary because Ukraine will be needing these weapons for years and Western countries seeking to ship more and more of their own missile stockpiles to Ukraine and to Poland will need to replenish their own stocks. The company says that historically we've been somewhere between 500 and 800 rounds per year, but right now they're up at 12 to 1500 rounds, uh, excuse me, round, uh, rounds per annual year. And now they're up at 1200. So this is a huge, huge increase. Now they're billed as AMRAMs or air-to-air -air missiles. Ukraine right now is using them to take out different uh, parts of the Russian military. Something else is happening between India and Canada. You might have seen a little bit of a diplomatic dispute recently. Now they're telling Canada to withdraw dozens of diplomats from the country. They're calling them persona non grata in an escalation of the crisis that erupted when the prime minister said that New Delhi or India was linked to the murder of a Canadian Sikh. Ottawa has been told by New Delhi that 40 different diplomats must be out of the country by October 10th. And this, according to people familiar with the uh, situation, say that India threatening to revoke diplomatic immunity inside of the country will and could lead the Canadian foreign ministry and the Indian foreign ministry to a head-to-head -head combat that will end in conflict. India said that they previously wanted parity in the number and grade of diplomats that each country hosted for each other. And you have to remember that this is part of what China will initiate. China doesn't want any familiarity between India and other countries because China wants to see India as an ally and not an opposition. India, according to military historian, historians, has one of the largest chances of actually being an adversary 
for China or an enemy against it. The Serbian Minister of Defense has stated that the armed forces have been given an order to enter into the territory of Kosovo. He says they are prepared to do so effectively and successfully. It will be done not against, but with the knowledge of NATO and the NATO's KFOR peacekeeping mission within the country. The United Kingdom Secretary of Defense Grant Shapps has stated that warships of the Royal Navy will not go into the Black Sea to fight against Russia. This is a pullback or a walking back of earlier statements from the other day that claimed the option was continuing to be discussed on the table. The United States of America right now is sitting on the largest housing bubble of all time, according to Philip Colmar. He's a partner at Global Strategist at MRB Partners. In just a few days, I want you to take note of this. This is going to be happening in, what, 10 or 11, 12 days from now? In just a few days, a spectacular and rare event that is known as the Ring of Fire will take place across the United States of America. It will happen on October 14th in the early hours on the East Coast. Eight states in the United States of America will witness this rare event known as the Ring of Fire or an annual eclipse. During this phenomenon, approximately 90% of the sun will be uh, obscured by the moon. For the rest of the USA, will experience a partial eclipse. It won't be fully covered, but it's definitely worth getting out to look at. The states that will be at the center of it will witness this ring of fire. That's Oregon, Northern California, Nevada, Southern Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. This is going to happen around 9.15 PDT. The most significant part of this event is historically this annual ring of fire is always coming around the same time that we experience some sort of geomagnetic or maybe even uh, tectonic activity, volcanic activity across the country. So I want you to keep a particular look out for that and see if it happens again. In South Africa, the government is releasing a warning saying that the bird flu situation has gone out of control. It's being described right now as catastrophic, two different strains in the country. H5N1 and H7N6 are circulating at the same time. Approximately 9 million different birds of egg-laying uh, productivity have been affected and have been culled. This equates to around a quarter of the, or even a third of the country's entire ability to produce eggs. Peter Schiff, I'm sure you know that name, he is warning that the financial crisis is about to escalate. It's about to hit harder than forecasted and even worse than the one that hit in 2008. He says as much as it'll be larger and it will do more damage to the country, the more obvious looming financial crisis is going to be a harder hit for Wall Street and for the Federal Reserve. You can already see it starting to happen because businesses in the USA are experiencing bankruptcies at basically never before seen numbers. These small businesses are rising sharply in their bankruptcy filings compared to 2022 and 2008. We've seen a 60% increase in these bankruptcy filings. They're also up from 2021. Levels are up by 40% respectively. Large corporations, as you might have assumed, might be able to handle or weather some of the storm, but it is these smaller businesses that are feeling the pain the worst, people with 40 employees or less. Higher for longer in the U.S. economy by the Federal Reserve is a small event to them, but it is catastrophic for the rest of us. We're seeing unrealized losses in investment securities for banks. These losses are skyrocketing. For the second quarter of 2023, there are nearly $550 billion in such losses. 
And if you want to put this into perspective, that's 25% of all banks' equity capital. Interest rates are rising and the remaining, again, higher for longer. And this trend is becoming more and more prominent. But what happens when banks are forced to realize these losses? As economists have been warning, we are still in the early stages of the world's largest bond market crash in history. Every government corporation, every landlord, and every family that has been relying on debt to survive will suffer. When the Federal Reserve tries to save what they have done, it's going to kill them in inflation. NATO has deployed different surveillance jets over to Lithuania. These jets will fly missions to monitor different forms of Russian military activity near the, uh, near the alliance's borders. They'll be able to detect aircraft and missiles hundreds and hundreds of miles or even kilometers away. And to wrap things up, the World Bank is warning that Asia right now is facing the worst economic outlook in 50 years. So here we have countries around our planet, each one of them acknowledging but also denying at the same time that there is a form of economic crisis taking place. You don't see this at the social level or the person-to-person -person level because remember, your entire world revolves on hope. The fact that you hope when you take in this money, which is worthless, it's just a piece of paper, but when you take it in and you can transactionally exchange that for something that you want, whether it's a good or a service, you hope that they're going to accept it. Now you realize that what was a $5 bill has become basically worth a $1 bill because they have risen, uh, they have raised our ability to make these purchases. They have made our money worth less. And so at the grocery store, you have 30 to 50% inflation. In services, you have 30 to 50% inflation. They're making it worthless every single month. The worst part of that is there's no end in sight. So I guess if we look at all the warnings from economists and historians, military strategists, you start to see a larger picture begin to evolve. That picture says that you and your family must do something to get ready. If you have ideas for the community, please leave them down in the comment box. Most of all, from my family to you and yours, please stay safe and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by each one of you, all of our members on Patreon. Make sure that you check out contingencymedical.com. They're real doctors giving you real prescriptions for antibiotics. You don't have to use them right now, but if you get sick and you can't get to a doctor, you'll have them. The code FSS10 will give you a discount. And nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS has meals that are ready to eat. They're a little bit more like the food you wish they were and less like the prison food that you get in the military. And they also have different types of food products that are good for your brain and your health. Use the code FSS15 to get a 15% discount there. But most of all, do what you can to get ready. Love your family and stay safe.